Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone is happy, safe, and well. Uh, welcome back to Loyalty Live. So Loyalty Live, as you know, is our new series from Loyalty360 where we talk to the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty uh, about the technology that impacts a brand's ability to drive unique engagement and experiences. Uh, today, uh, we have the pleasure of speaking to David Andreadakis. David is the Chief Information Officer for Kobe Marketing. David, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, how are you doing, Mark? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Kobe Marketing for those who don't know what Kobe Marketing is and gonna, uh, who Kobe Marketing is and what you guys do? And also would love to know a little bit about your role within Kobe. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Kobe Marketing is a full-service loyalty provider. That means we do tech, we do services, and we do uh, program management as well. Uh, my role is Chief Innovation Officer at uh, Kobe Marketing. I've been in marketing for about 20 years. The majority of that has been dedicated specifically uh, to loyalty. And we made the, the change recently. I had been the uh, Chief Strategy Officer for about three years. Um, but uh, we made the, this change because of all of the need for innovation that we're seeing. And so we're, we're seeing need for innovation in our products and services, the way that we go to market, the way that, uh, uh, the, that loyalty integrates with other technologies. And so we decided to dedicate a senior level person to it. And that's what I do. That's awesome. Ken, uh, you talked a little about your company. Um, you talked about a little bit kind of what you guys do from strategy, from technology. Uh, can you talk to me about some of the industries that you work on and kind of, and, uh, kind of your emotional uh, loyalty approach? I mean, you guys are obviously a very unique company. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, reviewing you in our new uh, industry report. Uh, you guys obviously have a number of very uh, happy and engaged clients. I would love to know kind of more about kind of what you do and how you help customers in their loyalty journey. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, obviously loyalty is a, compl a complicated space. You know, it can be everything from a simple punch card to, you know, fully blown airline programs. And we service most industries. Uh, and, and when it comes to our services, we, we virtually span all of them, but our, our focus areas for our client base, we're very heavy in retail finance. We've got telecom. Um, we, we, we serve some entertainment uh, as well. Um, so there's, you know, we, we touch on just about, about everything and anybody who's, who's been in this for a little while will, will cover a lot of ground. When it comes to, you know, running a platform, um, our core is definitely in technology and uh, finance, or sorry, finance and retail, I would say. Okay. Awesome. Uh, obviously, customer loyalty is uh, changing uh, a good deal. It was changing before COVID, right? Uh, a greater focus on kind of the experiences, emotional loyalty, uh, and driving, obviously, deeper engagement uh, with the customer. How do you see customer loyalty changing going through COVID-19? What are some of the brands talking about? What are you seeing there? How do you see uh, kind of customer loyalty coming through? And you know, maybe what's on the next side? Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know, <clears throat> well, well, COVID has really caused a lot of you know changes to the way that that brands and companies really, or brands and customers really interact. You know, people don't really change all that much. It's the context around them, and we're all motivated by both these behavioral things that are out there. You know, points, cashback, discounts, and you know, we all love a good deal. But we're also motivated by you know elevating our status. You know, things being convenient for us and some reciprocity, being part of a community and, and things like that. In, in COVID, a number of things happened. You know, one, we became isolated. And so that need or longing for community started becoming something that we all kind of looked around and said, hey, I miss my friends at work, at school, at play. And people missed going and venturing out. And so um, we're looking at, uh, you know, different ways to apply what we already know about people. 
in thinking about, um, you know, how can I apply those simple emotional things to everyday life? And so when you, when you think about what's happened, things got complicated for everybody all of a sudden. Things got hard for everybody all of a sudden. And you layer that on top of all the things we've been doing for years as, as an industry, hyper-segmenting the market to try and, and super-personalize every last thing, bringing in awesome machinery like AI and machine learning and, and blockchain and, and trying to figure out ever-increasing ways to, to cut customers just a little bit thinner. And it turns out that we're all people at the end of the day. And uh, we're all motivated by somewhat the same things. And so if we can apply some of that to what's going on, we can actually you know, touch people to people rather than it seems so mechanical. And a little bit of human touch is something that's really needed right now. And people are responding well to it. That's absolutely true. I think uh, you see uh, kind of a, a new balance of having empathy and, and trying to have a more dialogue and kind of an open discussion both ways. And uh, but also, you know, trying to stay relevant and, and drive, uh, you know, re- revenue. It, it's definitely a huge balance for sure. Mm. So can you name a brand or a few brands that you think that are doing an exceptional job of creating customer loyalty uh, now and, and maybe why that is? Yeah. I mean, one of our, our clients I, I always stands out to me. It's not our biggest client and, and they're not the biggest in, in their industry, but they're really special. It's a, it's a company called Wawa. Um, if, if anybody's been to a Wawa convenience store, gas station, they really took a, uh, how I describe it to people when they ask, when they're unfamiliar with it, is they took the, the premium grocery model. If you've ever gone to a premium grocery store and all the apples are polished and then the, you know, the, the aisles are wide and it's clean and and it's great customer service, and they applied that to something that we all go to, and that is um, that is a convenience store or, or quick serve, if, if you will. And you know, to me, it's it's that old adage of that big L loyalty, right? They they really focus on you just feel better going there. You just feel like like you're more fr- that's it's a more friendly environment. You feel better about yourself for shopping there. Um, prices are are the same as as other places, and of course, they have a loyalty program that they augment. Um, when you focus on that big L loyalty and you use it as a strategy for your overall brand uh, and keeping customers engaged and over the long term, the, the work that you put on your loyalty program, it's a lighter load and, and it can go a little bit faster. So, so the, the program can do a lot without a lot of effort because the overall wrapper is doing so well. That's awesome. We actually just uh, spoke with Todd Miller, uh, he's senior director of brand strategy and experience at Wawa. We did a brand interview with him last week. I think it should be out uh, hopefully later this week. Uh, great interview, uh, very uh, passionate about what they're doing and they uh, are obviously doing some great things and big proponents of uh, their loyalty program. So it was great to hear that as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so can you maybe talk about a couple of uh, brands you're loyal to and why you're loyal to? Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, one of the one of the benefits of being at home and, and uh, near the computers, nobody can see anything that's around you. And within arm's reach for me, I've always got my my guitar here. I'm a I'm a big fan of Fender, and um, I, I I've always been a fan of Fender. But the thing when, when that that Fender is doing really really well right now, and I think when that, when it comes to loyalty, um, it's all about customer engagement. I remember when you started that conference a few years ago. I was like, man, this is really needed in these areas where there's less frequency, especially, right? You know, think about um, buying a home or cars or vacations, Disney World, stuff like that. Fender, you, you buy a guitar once every, you know, five, 10 years uh, uh, if, if you're lucky. So how do, you, how do you stay engaged to brands that the purchase cycle is, is infrequent? 
And they launched this thing called Fender Play, which brought a community of people together to share here's tips and tricks and, and, and uh, you know, professional advice and, and that kind of stuff to engage people on an almost daily basis. So you took something that could have been seven to 10 year purchase cycle, and now I'm engaged with you every single day. And of course, you're showing me the product over and over and over again. Another brand, which I'm, it, I don't buy a lot of makeup, right? But another brand that does this really well is Sephora. And they do a similar thing, very different business model, very different product, very different frequency. But they've created this ability for you to meander as a customer throughout their, uh, their experience so that you can um, just kind of get engaged with the community and keep coming back even though you're not making those uh, specific purchases. Um, right. So I think those, those are brands that do it really well. And, of course, I've got a long list of others if you want to hear more. Well, that's great. Uh, I think the emotional connection, obviously, uh, I didn't know that you uh, play the guitar, but uh, as I've been doing these, I get to learn something new about everyone. So uh, uh, I learned uh, uh, last week that Don Smith from uh, Briarly is a, is a big gamer. And now I know that yeah. uh, David is a big guitar player. So <laughs> I, got, I got my learning in for the day. It's good. Um, uh, it helps for that uh, emotional connection, right? It yes, is. absolutely. Uh, you played a lot of Jason Aldean? Uh, no, I, I, I only know one song, I think, maybe, but you'll, you'll embarrass me if you keep going down that vein, though. <laughs> All right, so we won't go down that path. Um, so, obviously, COVID has been very impactful for a lot of, 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 of brands, right? Uh, yeah. From buying online, picking up in the store, touchless uh, delivery. Uh, you know, we talk with brands on a, on a weekly basis. We have kind of a weekly meeting. It's just, it's a rapid proliferation of, uh, of challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And what have you seen uh, from some of the COVID impacts from your clients and, and how are you helping them through this? How are you helping them pivot? How are you helping them transition to, you know, stay relevant, increase the efficacy of, the, of their programs? Yeah, I think you know, it's, it's a great question because as, as COVID started ramping up and hitting our shores, I, I would say, because it was interesting. There were a couple of months where it was happening over in, in China and maybe coming here, maybe there's something over on the West coast and, and, and stores and airlines and things like that were still kind of going strong. It wasn't until it started spreading before we really um, just kind of hit a wall and everybody started um, in mass changing. And a lot of uncertainty happened at that point. <clears throat> we had hit a point as an industry where we didn't know exactly what was going to happen as a loyalty provider industry. But just think of all of those different industries that we talked about in the, in the beginning. Each of them started facing their own challenges. Right, so travel and hospitality shut down completely. Right, there's there's nothing going on there at all. Um, retailers started one by one closing up up shop and, and moving to online, and and many of them were thinking about you know what should our strategy be to move more online or should we move online? And and they were kind of forced into a into a, a new world. EMC Theaters is one of our clients. Right, shut the doors completely because people didn't want to go. In, in close spaces with with others at, at the moment, um, and on and on. Healthcare, we've got the we've got a lot of different. Uh, everybody had their own challenges. Everybody, right? And so we had a combination of uh, unique situations for each of the clients that we served, uh, where they were looking for answers from from their provider, and we had common uh, problems that everyone was facing all at once as well. And so we we immediately started. Uh, pumping out thought leadership as quickly as we could, right? Just get information into the hands of our clients as quickly as we, as we could. We started a regular thought leadership and collaboration session um, where we brought all of our clients together 
um, in a in a webinar type of a scenario where we got them talking with each other uh, and and to us we got our experts online to say hey here's what we're seeing and it actually played right into the tenets of loyalty is that you know you can have a more human connection and probably accomplish more than if it was super mechanical because we said to them look if you want if you want to get information in your hands as quickly as possible it's not going to be the most polished thing you've ever seen right but we want to make sure we see something good and we get it to you and they appreciated that and and they engaged with us and they they made themselves vulnerable and said here's the problems that we're facing whereas maybe they they wouldn't have uh before um and so during covid we've actually come together with our brands more so uh than i would say we were before and we'll be stronger because of it afterwards and we have a much more intimate knowledge of the actual business problems that our clients are going through that loyalty plays part of coming out of it and, and we're excited to help uh, see them all get back on on their feet again and and many of them are well on the path to, to doing that we're bullish about where this is going to go we're bullish about each of those brands so we're pretty excited that's awesome it's great to hear it's uh, great to hear how uh you you know reinvented yourself we've heard a lot about uh the brands themselves and kind of their their process having to reinvent themselves with the customer and it's uh, great to hear that uh, you're reinventing yourself as well and, yeah. and kind of living by the the you know the the postulates you're putting out, like the beliefs that you're putting out, right? Uh, the dictums. And I think that that's great. It's uh, it's great to hear that. Um, yeah. perfect. So, you know, you've kind of talked about some of the challenges you've helped brands. Is there a brand or two that you, you are impressed with how they've been able to reinvent themselves, reposition yeah. themselves uh, during COVID yeah. uh, and kind of maybe talk about some of the particulars that uh, you saw there? Sure. I'll give you um, two. Uh, one's a whole industry, right? So healthcare, in particular, I've actually been surprised at watching them catapult from something that was something people were toying with, and that's the the, the distance medicine, right? The telemed and the um, using video to talk with your doctor and things like that. If you guys haven't tried it yet, try it. It's amazing. It's just one of those things that comes down to adoption, and um, it's going to you know cut costs for for healthcare in the future. It's going to help people that that can't make it in or you know don't like to go in and, and have that in. in that very personal uh, experience. Um, I actually think there's been quite uh, a few advancements um, using some of the technologies we use from a business perspective, but also uh, the industry itself is is providing um, some advancements to make sure that um, you can stay private and you can stay uh, accurate with uh, the, the diagnosis that they give. <clears throat> so we saw that whole industry continuing to make leaps and, and continuing to push customers into a more friendly, reinvented world. <clears throat> but I'll tell you one company that has done a, a really good job, and it's Nike. So Nike, really, there was a big gap that happened in people that like to go to the gyms, right? And and they all shut down as well. The gyms closed closed down. And Nike just stepped in and filled that gap and, and started talking in a very personal tone um, to companies and or to, to people saying, look, we're, we're in this with you, right? And they had professionals that were saying, look, I'm, I'm locked indoors as well. And and I can't get out and, and work with my team. Let me share some of my tips. And uh, so they updated their app. They updated their uh, uh, their relationships with their partners to be able to to continue to push to be that. Let's help people be the best of who they are in this situation, which stays true to the Nike brand. Um, but they had this audience that was really looking for it. And so seeing Nike take that little bit of a pivot was really nice. And I think a lot of people welcomed that as well. Great. Uh, 
If you could offer one piece of advice for a brand who's looking to improve their customer loyalty or customer experiences during COVID-19, what would that one piece of advice uh, be? You know, something small, something that'd be impactful, something that kind of get them on their journey. Yeah, it's it's to just remember the context around everything they know has changed a little bit, right? So if they if you're doing year over year sales or or you know you think you have your personas mapped out and, and all that, that all still works. It's all still valid, but the context by which you're going to apply it, and a lot of things are being questioned. People are questioning value prop. They're questioning safety and routine and all this kind of stuff and so one give give the customers a little bit of a break right just understand that they're in a little bit of upheaval uh, as well right now make life easy for them through um, you know helping them establish new routines as, as they come back like help them uh, think through what's changed and what's different um, you know if, if you're like me I, I travel on a weekly basis I had my routine down to the point where I didn't have to think about it I haven't traveled since. I don't know what it's going to be like when you go to the airport and there's, there's different processes and procedures. It's going to throw my whole, my whole travel mojo off, right? And so help me understand and, and adopt these, these new routines because the context for everybody has changed a little bit. Yeah, absolutely true. It is definitely uh, kind of a very fluid market, uh, fluid environment, uh, especially states open and states uh, kind of close. It uh, can be very interesting. Um, so when you look at, uh, kind of the bigger industry, if you could ask one question around customer loyalty, it could be for anyone, right? A customer of yours, uh, or a series of customers, a uh, competitor, uh, or, you know, a brand, what would that question be? And, and, uh, what would you ask? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's actually a pre COVID question, but it's just more important right now. And it's, it's, you know, we've, we've been talking about emotional loyalty for a while, and as an industry, um, I feel like we I feel like we have an obligation. There's I'm not gonna say there's threats coming in, but the lines are really getting blurred between CRM and between loyalty and some of the other things that are happening. Um, we see lots of changes in the way that people are sharing data uh, and things like that. And so the role of loyalty, um, we, we actually have a voice in this, and that emotional loyalty thing can get a little bit lost. And so. The, I think we're way past talking about emotional loyalty and we're at a point where we have to turn it into data and decisions and do something with it. And so my question is really, what, what are we doing about that? Cause we're making life hard for ourselves and hard for customers. Um, if, if we don't really start tapping into the things that really drive them. And so that's, that's my ultimate question is what do we, what are we ready to do next? And we're, we're pushing the boundaries. I know that some of our competitors are as well on, on some things that they're doing in this space. Um, but I'd love to see us come together and, and really, as, a, as an industry, embrace it. Uh, we've spent a lot of time uh, trying to identify a specific metric around everybody's individual proclivity towards those emotional drivers, status, habit, and reciprocity. And we bring it to life through other types of, of loyalty drivers that are less emotional. Um, and uh, that's really, really what I would love to, to push out there and to, to ask what, what we're ready to do for well, that was going to be my next one to kind of follow up to this, uh, kind of what can we as an association do to kind of uh, help you and help your journey? And as a sidebar, you know, we've just hired a new uh, a senior technical writer who's going to focus with the industry reports that we're doing to do industry briefs, right? And one of the first two we're going to do is emotional loyalty. And we're going to get together people like you and other thought leaders to really talk it out, right? To get an approach, a true analyst approach of where it is, understanding the challenges on the brand side. Mm -hmm. So getting five or so brands together, getting five or so suppliers together in 
put together a truly comprehensive report on where it is, from how it's defined, how it's understood. Um, you know, there's some things that we're trying to do is we reinvent who we are. Um, so, you know, we can talk offline about that and yeah. uh, kind of out there now, but we want to have a more holistic approach. But aside from that, what else can we do as an association to kind of help you uh, and even potentially your clients in, in their journey? Well, the one, the one thing I would say is that, um, and this kind of is, is the response to the earlier earlier part of your, your question is as, as an industry, we don't, we don't really need to make anything up. We're an applied science, right? And, and the world is filled with the 10 ways to do this and the three ways to, to do that. And, and I, I would say that we're at a point where we, we kind of need to move from being a trade to being a science, right? We, we really know something here. And, and uh, there's, there's incredibly sophisticated data or, or software out there the ability for technology to act on this stuff. There's no reason that we shouldn't. Customers are asking for it. You're giving, they're giving you permission to use their data. Uh, it's a travesty when we don't. We should use the information for good to do the things that they're asking us to do and simply make their life a whole lot easier, make them feel better about why, why they're shopping and uh, bring them together with other like-minded individuals. I think that's great. Well, uh, any questions you have uh, for me, Dave? Uh, well, I, I got you know one more one more thought, and, and one more. And I'm going to tell you my thought on it, and ask your thought on it. And that's you know where's where's this industry really heading, right? And and one of the things that I'm seeing out there um, is this newfound cooperation between suppliers and say retailers or partners and say airlines, where it's no longer about trading points and trading marketing dollars. It's about coming together with information to cooperatively start to help um, serve the customer better. And I think loyalty has a, a responsibility and a front seat in that because as, as you know, say third-party cookies start to disappear from the, the internet, um, the importance of being in a permission environment in a digital world or uh, having to know some background around a customer, it's going through the roof. And so I'd, I'd love to, as, as these technologies and companies and industries start to come together, I'd love to see us kind of drive that um, or lead that, lead that charge from a loyalty perspective. And I know what your thoughts were uh, on that as well. Yeah, well, we see that a lot, right? I mean, I think uh, even I know Carly on our team just spent yesterday doing a bunch of introductions on the brand side, talking about something as simple as, as kind of redemption options, redemption catalogs. And I think there's a, a growing interest uh, at the partner uh, as you mentioned, some things that you do from getting brands together and, and letting them talk. I, I think, you know, we do that once a week. We have brands anywhere from, you know, 15 to 25 or sometimes 30. It's smaller. The numbers have been smaller recently with everything going on. But, you know, you get 15 brands together and they start talking, right? There's not that, oh, holy cow, there's my competitors on the line, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they, they realize that they have, kind of have to give to get. And, but partnerships are a big piece of that. And if partnerships can be can you know, constructed in a manner that's mutually beneficial and advantageous to both. I, I think it's a clarion call for the industry, right? It, it's a wake up call. Uh, and I, I agree with you. There's a, a much greater interest now and the reticence has dropped significantly in, in sharing best practices, especially when they're not a direct competitor. You know, what's working for me? Let's, let's elevate the discussion together. And I think that the industry is, is doing more of that. And I'm also a big proponent, proponent, as you mentioned earlier, of this big picture customer loyalty, right? I don't like loyalty marketing. I've never liked the term. I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I, I don't like the term. I never have liked it because if you can't define it, 
you can't understand it, right? But emotional loyalty, everyone like Potter Stewart said when he had the famous case, you know, I know it when I see it. Everyone knows what emotional loyalty is. Loyalty marketing, what is that, right? No one knows, but customer loyalty, they know that. And I think that it's very present. You talk about, you know, being an applied science, using data, use practical and pragmatic methods to truly drive customer loyalty. That's the most important thing we can do as an industry. And I'm wholeheartedly in agreement with that. Um, and, yeah. and uh, you know, that's, I think it's a challenge for us, but it's where we need to go. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree. And, you know, our, our president, Marty Beller, um, she's been this huge proponent of us living our values as well, right? The things that our clients need from us and, and want to, to bring to their customers, we need to, to do it as well, right? And to, to make sure that that big L loyalty, that we want to be a place where people work, we want to be a, a place where people want to partner with us, we want to be a place where our clients love interacting with us. And as we live it more and more and as administrators of our business, we try to implement policies we recognize a little bit more about the, the nuances and complexities that our brands are facing when they try to do that big L loyalty, right? And so it's, it's not easy, um, but it's also not as hard as we make it out to be, right? Is if, if we could get companies to adopt throughout their organization sound loyalty principles, um, we would start to see better practices out there in terms okay. of, uh, say, how call centers are run and, and treating people from a loyalty perspective, how the uh, actual trip is run if you're, if you're in the air, uh, what the waiting area looks like if you're, if you're uh, in, in, uh, about to board a plane, but in, in credit cards, what the application process might be like, right? What the uh, bounce back or win back uh, feels like if you're in, in say, telecom. Uh, all of that, if we can just hold on to those underpinnings of loyalty, I think that the little L, the programmatic loyalty, becomes a tool for brands to use rather than the answer to every problem that's out there. No, I agree with that holistically. I, I think, uh, you know, coalescing as an industry, and we've seen that too, as we've started to help brands with their RFIs and RFPs, there's a lot of confusion on how the process works. And we're trying to bring some process to that, right? Simplicity to that. Uh, you know, the logo jungle, everyone sees these series of, uh, some, you know, brands that they're running, but it, it creates confusion. But I think organizations like yourself that are living your values, right? You're true to who you are. You're true to how you're helping clients. Uh, I, I think are, are you know that you kind of represent the industry in an amazing way, and I think there are a number of others that that, that do that. But some of those old school guys and won't name names, but they're still you know there's still that loyalty marketing uh, mentality, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's I don't want to say dirty, but it's just not truly what those who focus on data, disparate technologies, understanding, you know, just you know the zero party data, the need for zero party data. I mean. When you look at some of the organizations, kind of the vanguard of the industry, like your organization and others, you're doing customer loyalty in a much more pragmatic and practical but measurable way, right? And when you start living the values, I think that that's very prudent as well. And, you know, it's always great to talk to you guys and what you do because you are uh, one of the leaders in the industry. And it's, uh, it's always great to hear what you're doing for sure. Well, I appreciate the compliment and the time, Mark. Thank you. Absolutely. So thanks, everyone, for uh, – uh, watching today at Loyalty Live. I think we have another session on Friday and uh, we'll get you details about that. Uh, I think we have Jebit on Friday and uh, their president's going to talk about a, the exact zero-party data idea, kind of where that's going, what that means, especially in light of kind of Google shutting off their cookies and uh, shutting off third-party data, which is going to be a big impact in this industry. Uh, so looking forward to that. And again, Dave, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. See you, everyone.